you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, January 20th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one is a classy host with curly hair, the Dominican heritage, and the thank you, David Hyphenet, she of NFL Total Access broadcast and L Huddle podcast fame, she of Dolphins fandom, she is MJ Acosta-Ruiz. Welcome back, MJ. Thanks for having me back, Drew. Voice number two is the phenom of fantasy, the father of two, the fanatic of all things professional wrestling and the finest example of a devoted Bears fan you will ever See, he is as enthusiastic as he is informed. He is the Rankster. Welcome back, Adam Rank. Thank you so much. Always wonderful to be here, and I look forward to Fridays because I am going to be here with you two. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show, Friday answers to Saturday and Sunday questions. Divisional round questions, like who wins, what's the score, who stars, and what favorite is about to crash out of the NFL playoffs. We have predictive analytics expert Cynthia Freeland here with point totals for all four divisional round games and player projections for Saquon Barkley, Travis Kelsey, and Jamar Chase. Adam Rank will offer some daily fantasy advice of the not-so-obvious variety. Mm. And Steve Smith Sr. will offer up a three-point plan for a Giants upset of the top-seeded Philadelphia Eagles. We also have something very special today. Adam Rank, who could inspire a stone, he could pull blood from a stone, is going to inspire, as best he can, the Jacksonville Jags and the Cincinnati Bengals, two underdogs who he has some faith in. I don't know if that tips his hand Mm. as to his picks, but he certainly has one hell of a hype circle speech for the Jags and the Bengals. Adam, why don't you, in the way of teasing that, uh, why don't you get us started here? I could use a little little pep talk before before today's podcast. What do you got? Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, you are about to embark on a journey. An NFL journey with the best podcast on the NFL. I am sitting here with the siren of South Beach, MJ Acosta Ruiz, <laughs> and the loquacious Lady a gooner, if there ever was one. Yeah, we right. are ready to start. And this is the best weekend, Mo. The best weekend of NFL football. And we are ready to talk about it right now. 
I cannot top that, but man, I love I love following it. Here we go, Adam. Thank you so much oh, for that. Pleasure. I've got hair standing on ends. Uh, my ear balls are bleeding. Well, I Do you have ear balls? Yes, that's right. Ear balls. ear balls are bleeding. Uh, but first, thank you so much. That's coming up. You're going to want to hear what he has to say to the Jags and about the Jags. What he has to say to the Bengals and about the Bengals and possibly about the Bills. We'll see Ooh. how it all shakes out. But first. This, Mahomes holds the ball, holds it, now he's going to shovel it late, he's got McKinnon, touchdown, on a basketball shovel pass, straight ahead to the amazing Jarek McKinnon. We begin with game one of the divisional round, the presumptive MVP Patrick Mahomes, don't tell MJ that, she still has a Hertz vote out there. Mm. The AFC top seed, Kansas City Chiefs, hosting the come from behind kids, the drama from Duval, the Jacksonville Jags. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good, good, good. The Jaguars have won it. The Jaguars have won it. They have come back from 27-0 to win the game and move on. How good is that? Still kind of can't believe that one happened, guys. Okay, Jags and Chiefs, right? Saturday, 4.30 Eastern, that's on NBC. The Chiefs are favored by a bunch, eight and a half. The Chiefs are winners of five straight games. The Jags are winners of six straight games. Are they playing with house money? Does that make them even more dangerous? Let's look at the numbers first. Kansas City offensive ranks, total offense, scoring offense, passing offense and yards per play you know where we're going Mm -hmm. mj's holding up one finger that is correct number one all tops in the nfl they are second in third down efficiency that strikes me as very important they are also second in red zone efficiency translation that is one hell of an offense jags d adam rank you better give them a hype circle speech that, <laughs> that is unlike any they've ever heard because they are 24th in the NFL in total defense. Okay. But they are a little bend, not break. They are 12th in scoring defense, which I think may be critical. Passing defense, 28th. Ouch. <laughs> not great. Third down defense, 29th. Ouch. You may want to rewrite your speech while we're talking here. We're good. Let's get. Let's make sure this it's okay. is all part good, of it. Baby. It's okay. Now, on the other side of the ball, Jags offense, 10th total, 10th scoring. Chiefs defense, 11th total, and 16th scoring. So you see, not, with not necessarily an imbalance, but you certainly have an inroad for Jags hopes. Chiefs are second in sacks, but they are 31st, second to last in the NFL in red zone defense. Get into the red zone. Chances are pretty good you can put it in the end zone against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, some areas of weakness in KC, but on paper, guys, this looks like a mismatch. Mm. There's one other thing that I want to read you, and it is about pressure. This courtesy of our friends at Next Gen Stats. Patrick Mahomes was blitzed on a season-low 2.9% of his dropbacks in the Chiefs' Week 10 win over the Jags. Let's not forget, these teams have faced each other this season. Patrick Mahomes was pressured on 31.4% of his dropbacks in that game. That's 6.5% above his season average. What does it all mean? Here's what it means. That without pressure in that game, week 10, Mahomes was 19 for 24. That's an almost 80% completion percentage. 10 yards per pass attempt. Four touchdowns, no picks, a passer rating that is straight gaudy, 147.9. With pressure, in the face of pressure, he was 7 for 11, pretty good completion percentage, but his passing yards per attempt was down to 8, zero touchdowns, one pick, and a passer rating of 51.7. So, obviously, translation, the way to beat this team is you have to get to Patrick Mahomes somehow, some way. That as pretext. MJ, let's talk game picks. Before you give me the winner and before you give me the score, what was your mindset going into this process of picking a winner? What, what, what were you thinking? Share with us your process. I think I, especially after last weekend where I got got a little bit, I felt like at this point in the playoffs, especially when you are introducing the top seats, right, in each conference, they are rested, they are coming back. What is supposed to happen 
should and will happen. And so that is the strategy I'm going into this weekend with game picks. And so in particular with this uh, Jaguars-Chiefs matchup, going into Kansas City against the top offense in the league in a team that not just this year is rolling, has shown us who they are consistently. Even in times where there was a little bit of doubt of, about the Chiefs, they never flinched. Why would they? They know exactly yeah. what they're working yeah. with. And so as much as I love the story of the Jaguars, as much as I love the turnaround that we've seen in, in Jacksonville this year, ultimately it's very difficult for me to pick against the Chiefs in this specific matchup. Anything to, I don't know about rust. Rust is definitely overstated. That's Mm-mm. not the right word. But the Momentum? fact that the Jags played last week. Sure. Right? We heard Mike McCarthy talk about a short week as a good thing for the Cowboys. Now, that may be just an act of trying to convince his guys sure. uh, to feel better than yeah. maybe they feel today. Yeah. But the Jags, that first half of that game against the Bolts, they were down 27-zip. And, of course, I think it was 27-7 at half. And we yes. all know what happened from there. You hear boxers talk about needing to take the first punch in order to really be in the bout. Yeah. Well, they took a first punch. In fact, they got knocked down, and they got up on nine. You know, they nearly got counted out, but they were up on nine, found their feet. They got back in that game and won on a TKO. With the fear gone, with the worst that could possibly happen behind them, does that make the Jags a little bit more dangerous? They are playing with house money. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks and won. They had a turnover <laughs> turnover differential of five in that game on the bad side of it, and they won. Is there something to the joyfulness that we may expect from them? The fact that, hey, man, the worst has already happened. It can only be good from here. Is that dangerous? No question. I think there's a lot to be said about mentality, about momentum, about mindset going into these games, especially when physically at this point in the year, the year is even longer now since we've introduced the extra week. You sort of need an extra ump. Some would argue it's the playoffs, it's the NFL, you shouldn't need extra motivation. Listen, at the end of the day, these guys are still human, and you're, you're taking a beating every single week there. But I just think that it still comes down to scheme, to coaching, to it's an overall package, right? With that being said, there's also the fact that this is a new season, right? You hear that all the time. The playoffs, that's it. We start over. One and done, you can go home, and then it's a wrap. But I, I have to make educated guesses, right? Mm. This, this is what this is. We know who should and who would. And given the overall collective of work, I got to go with the Chiefs. Okay. I always think of these games in terms of three things. What should happen? The favorite. What could happen? The underdog and what will happen? Either predictive analytics from mm-hmm. Cynthia or the Monday, let's talk about what just happened, right? That's what will, what, will, what did. So... What should happen, MJ very eloquently telling us about that. That is what should happen. The Chiefs Mm -hmm. should win this game. They are a better team. Sure. What could happen is what often does happen in games like this, Mm -hmm. where teams do shock the world. Hey, the last three Super Bowls that the Giants have won. They beat number one seeds. They beat number one seeds. Number one seeds are made to go down. Mm -hmm. Last And in the divisional round, in the last 11 games in the divisional round, number one seeds are six and five. There is no guarantee of success for top seeds, certainly at this stage of the playoffs. Yep. What could happen is a Jags win. I want you to set up your own speech right now. What was your mindset going into writing the speech for the Jags? And then go ahead and toss to it, and we will hear the amazing speech that you put down on camera earlier today. And, of course, if you want to go back on Tuesday to see the one that Chris Jericho retweeted, you can check out that one. This was the go-home speech that I gave them. There's two separate speeches. But one of the things when I wanted to talk about this, because we mentioned this on Tuesday it's fun to, you know, make references and, hey, you know, I'm talking about Cam Smith and I'm talking about AEW, but there still needs to be a football reason. And I'm trying right. to figure out what is the weakness of the Kansas City Chiefs? What is their biggest Achilles heel? And to me, it was the passing defense. They led the NFL in touchdown passes allowed to quarterbacks this season. That's something that I remembered from fantasy. Like, oh, yeah, quarterbacks always – threw touchdowns against them, and maybe that's because you couldn't run on them or whatever the case may be. They gave up 33 touchdown passes this year. That's four more than the Tennessee Titans, who allowed, obviously, four less, but were considered, like, the worst pass defense of, like, teams that you're, like, stream your quarterbacks against the Titans. The Chiefs had actually given up more touchdown passes. And I think as you go through the numbers, 
you can see that Jacksonville's defense is going to allow some points, although they did a nice job of adjusting against Justin Herbert last Saturday. But the thing of it is, the Chiefs are going to score points. Can they stop anybody from scoring points? That is my thing. And if you give Trevor Lawrence the opportunity to go out there, take his chances, you know, it's not like the Chiefs have not been upset at home before. Like last season, and I talk about this in the hype speech, they weren't in the Super Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. They won a divisional playoff round game last season because of Tyree Kill, who is not there to bail him out this time around. And the last time, look, the last time that MJ was on the podcast, she pointed out very clearly, look, nobody's unbeatable in this league. No one. Very true. The Eagles were the last team to give that a run. Your Dolphins are the only team to ever do it in history. Mm -hmm. The fact is, nobody's unbeatable. The Chiefs lost three games this year. They lost to the Bills, yes. They lost to the Bengals, yes. They also lost to the Colts. So we are talking about a division opponent of the Jags that already took down their opponent this year. Was it a long time ago? Yes, but it proves that it can happen. Okay, so that was your mindset writing the speech. It's now Rudy. They've all taken a knee. They're all ready. Coach is walking into the door. The door opens. Adam Rank, take the mic. This is the go-home show before the best weekend in all of football. So I need you to listen. Listen, this is a call to action. Trevor Lawrence has been one of the most acclaimed quarterbacks since he was a freshman at Clemson. And yet, you're uncomfortable. Uncomfortable like sitting in the waiting room of your local DMD. Uncomfortable putting him among the elite of NFL quarterbacks, saying that he's not an alpha, but he's also an alpha and he's an omega. He's the demogod of Duval, a fire-breathing American dragon. And while his rookie season started with a whimper, he has exploded like dynamite. The Jags are on a six-game winning streak, and now when it sights, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, a defense that is about to be as freshly squeezed as the orange juice at your local Waffle House. And while the Chiefs fans, I saw you this week, you scoffed at me, you yelled at me, tell me, where were you last season in the AFC Championship game? You were a coin flip away from losing in the divisional round. So I don't want, to, I don't want the lunatic fringe in Kansas City to ask surprise when it's Trevor Lawrence baby out there cutting that <laughs> defense and cutting the noise like a sharp pair of scissors and I want you to remember one thing one thing it was always the Jaguars My job. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, Adam, I got to say, Ooh, I did find that inspiring. Go. Come on, yeah. kid. Come good. on, kid. That was inspiring. Ow. They're ready to run through a wall for you. Yes. But now I'm going to turn right back to you, and I'm going to find out if you believe your own speech. I have Adam to. Rank, who wins this game, and how do they do it? Give me 31 to 30. I'm going to yes. take the Jacksonville wow. Jaguars. 
tomorrow or on Saturday, whenever you're listening to this, you will likely see a photo of me on social media wearing a Blake Bortles jersey. Don't think, don't think that I've Number turned five, on the Bears. I've actually, I've actually cleared this with Bears fans because they get, they get a little sensitive when they see prominent no. Bears fans wearing the gear of another team. First of all, it'll never be an NFC team. But a friend of mine, a former Portland State quarterback, a friend of mine who passed away a couple of years ago, Chris Crawford, he's uh, immortalized on the Nike campus. We watched the Jags-Steelers game that playoff game a couple of years ago together. And he was so amused because I had picked the Jags, so I was, you know, invested in this. He was so amused by what had happened by watching me, my antics. I was I was on the phone with a Steelers fan who just because he wouldn't leave me alone. And I'm like, your team's losing today. Just don't bother me. And so then I gave him the what for and all that stuff. So when Brian got back to Portland or to Oregon that week, in the mail, arrived on my doorstep four Blake Bortles jerseys in every color. My He's God. like, I had such a great time watching the games with you this weekend. Oh have one of these. God. So I will break it out. And unfortunately, um, like I mentioned, he passed away a couple of years ago. So every every year in the divisional round, whether Jacksonville's playing or not, I do wear one of the Bortles jerseys. So this week, this year, it'll have extra incentive and extra meaning. I love Brilliant. That story. Thank you for the context on the that. jersey. We look forward to at least seeing a social media posting of you in that jersey. I find the score interesting. Back to back weeks, says Adam Rank. The Jags will shock the world and win a game, a playoff game, 31 to 30. MJ, what say you? You are amused by this. You loved his story. You're emotionally connected to his connection, but I think you're about to just give him a little bit of a wet fish in the face reality check. Yeah, I mean, look, if that were to happen, I would love that for you, Jaguars fans, but I just don't see it happening, and I see the Chiefs winning 30 to 20, a very uh, decisive win. Mm. The one thing you both agree on the Kansas City Chiefs will score 30 points mm. this weekend. That's very, true. very interesting. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with MJ Acosta Ruiz and Adam Rank. And our next game is the second of two Saturday divisional round games. Out of the NFC, the Giants and the Eagles, the sixth seed and the top seed. 8.15 Eastern Standard Time on Fox. The Eagles are favored by seven and a half, but there is a path to victory for the G-Men, and Steve Smith Sr. is walking it. He can see it quite clearly. Sr., take the mic. First, number one, two, stay on schedule. Daniel Jones must not get in third and long because back in week Week 14 against the Giants, 0-7 on third and long. Overall third down conversions, fourth and 13 overall. That's not going to win a football game. That's why that football game got out of hand by the second and third quarter. He got outside themselves. And number two, throw off the timing and getting the pressure and applying that pressure to get in there. 45% of the time, Wink Martindale is blitzing. That will help. And then third, steal. I'm talking about steal. Five-finger discount. Steal some points somehow. And how do you steal those points? On special teams. The final phase. The third phase that doesn't get talked about. Whether it's a punt return, kickoff return, block kick, block punt. Something somehow. You got to get points. If you can do that, that gives you an opportunity to be successful getting that upset. Okay, guys, that's what Steve Smith Sr. has to say. What do the numbers say? Eagles defense, second total defense in the NFL. They are number one against the pass. Now, they are 16th against the run. Middle of the pack this time of year, a middle of the pack ranking suggests a vulnerability. The Giants offense, they do best what the Eagles defense does worst. They run the ball. They are fourth in the NFL at rushing. They are the best rushing attack left in the tournament. They are second in turnovers, listener, meaning they don't give the ball away. They are stingy. They are selfish. However, they are 26th in passing. Keep in mind, they are getting better every week, and that no-name wide receiver room is starting to put their names on the map, on the NFL radar. They are also seventh in the red zone. So they get down into the red zone, they tend to get into the end zone on the other side of the ball. Eagles offense, third total in scoring. 
They are fifth in rushing. They are ninth in passing. They are fourth on third downs. They are first in big plays. They are top five in both red zone and in turnovers. This is a team, MJ has been saying it all year, they do everything well. Giants defense, 25th total defense in the NFL. A little bit of bend, don't break though for the G-men. They are 17th in scoring. However, they are 27th against the rush. They are 14th against the pass, and they are second to last, 31st against the big play. They give up the big play. However, they are fifth on third downs, and they are fifth in the red zone, so they become opportunistic when it matters most. Both teams are two and two in their last four games. Keep in mind that the New York Giants are six and zero in their last six games versus the top seeds in the playoffs since 1990. That's three Super Bowls, two divisional round games, and one conference championship. The last number to keep in mind, nine. In their last nine games played in Philadelphia, the New York Giants are zero and nine. Is that important? Let's find out. MJ, you get the first word on this one. I want to know your mindset going into this, and then I want to know a winner, and I want to know the score. What you got? Well, earlier we were talking about that potential rust factor. Yes. Is there a lack of momentum yes. if you're rested after the bye week? I think the bye week was exactly what the Eagles needed, especially with their QB still dealing with a little bit of that shoulder injury. What I've loved is what we've seen and what we've heard from Jalen Hurts all week long. The man is unflappable. He really Every is. time they he ask is. him about it, he's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Everyone's after me every single game. My shoulder is fine. I am ready to go. I'm ready to lead this team. LFG, fly, Eagles, fly. That is very <laughs> much the sense that I get. So I believe him. You know I'm, I've been a huge fan of Jalen Hurts from the jump, especially this year. I love it. I love to see it. That's do you how I'm see, do, okay, do you, is there an X factor out there? Give me a viewer's guide, MJ. We're obviously going to all eyes on Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. We want to know, we want to know in the first 15 plays, those first right. designed, scripted 15 yep. plays, do we see a designed run for him? Are we seeing RPO? Are we seeing him move the pocket? Are we seeing him use those legs and potentially bring that vulnerable shoulder into sure. play on a tackle? Because if the answer is yes, then I think Eagles fans say, okay. Now we're on. If the answer is no, then maybe we see a modified script, a modified game plan for Jalen Hurts, and that invites Giants fans to lean forward and say, okay, here we go. So the question is, do you see an X factor beyond Jalen, beyond the obvious, maybe A.J. certainly and Devonta Smith? Is there somebody else I should keep an eye on in this Eagles offense? Is it on the Eagles defense or is the obvious answer the right answer this week? I think it's a matter of balance yeah. for this Eagles thing. I think the, the X factor with Jalen is the fact that he can be off script, yeah. that he can improvise in the moment and still make it happen and still move the chains if he needs to with his legs. And I think what he's been really good at is taking what the defense gives him, right? We hear our guys say this all the time because it's true. It sounds so simple. Read the field. See what's coming at you. And he has a very good ability to do that. So I think that the Giants are certainly going to come with everything that they have. I don't think this will be an easy game. These two teams know each other very, very well. And I think the Giants will be relying a bit. Like, sure, you say your shoulder is fine, but is it? Is it? I believe Jalen, but there's always that of course. question mark. Of course. And even subconsciously, perhaps. Yes. You know, yes. So it's a, a mental battle, too. But, but I think for the X Factor, especially with the Eagles offensively, is that they have not only tremendous weapons on the ground, and I'm not just talking about Jalen. Hello, Miles Sanders. Of course, Jalen, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. This is, a back, this is a backfield to reckon with. They have a deep threat with A.J. Brown. Sure I mean, do. I think they're as balanced of a team as, as you can wish for yep. in the divisional round. Dallas Goddard, of course, yep. on tight, you know, mm-hmm. at the tight end position. This is a balanced team. Before we get MJ's pick, your mindset going into this one, Adam, the Eagles have beaten the Giants twice. The phrase that we right. bandy about a lot, it's hard to beat the same team three times in a season. And we start to eye roll. It starts to lose mm-hmm. the, its impact. But the fact is, it is a saying and a cliche for a reason. Right. It is difficult to beat the same team three times, especially somebody that knows you so well and your tendencies so well. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, you know these guys are champing at the bit to get past who? Potentially a banged up Lane Johnson at that right tackle right. position. 
So there's a lot of stuff to look for in play. What's your thought when you were making your decision about who wins this game and how? Yeah, I, I really took the the temperature a lot of uh, a lot of my friends who are Eagles fans. Yeah. Talking about like the one team they did not want to see was the New York Giants. Like if it would have been, well, it wouldn't have been Minnesota because they would have gone to San Francisco. Correct. But they're like anybody but yeah, the Giants. Anybody but That's the Giants. not who you want to see because we saw last week. You know, Buffalo really had a hard time putting away the Dolphins. Yeah. The Bengals had trouble with the Ravens. The divisional opponents always bring a new set of problems because they're as familiar with you as they are with anybody else. So I really do believe that the Giants have a great chance of pulling the upset here. I love everything that Brian Dable has done this season. But at the same time, the Eagles were my preseason pick Mm. to go to the Super Bowl. And I, I'm a little, I'm a little apprehensive, but I still think that the Eagles have too much. Okay, so hold that thought. Let's go back to MJ. MJ, I want to get your winner and your score, and I want to remind you—not that you need remind—that <laughs> you picked against your husband's Giants last week, right. and they won. So I'm wondering if she's going to play that game again. You know how superstitious some of the best prognosticators can be. MJ, you are certainly amongst the best. Who wins this game? And how do they do it? This is why when you make your wedding vows, you say for better and for worse. Oh, <laughs> unconditional here it love. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Sorry, man. David. Sorry, babe. Eagles 27-21. <laughs> Eagles 27-21, a six-point gap for MJ Adam Rank. Who wins this game and how do they do it? I have the Eagles winning this one 28-22. A six-point gap for both of you. Huh. Yes. You're cheating off of each other. Maybe. What's happening? What's going on here? No, but I think I think in some ways that that provides for the listeners some real confirmation. You guys are closer to this material than yeah. anybody else. You have been watching it. You've been studying it. And both of you believe that the game will go a certain kind of way. Eagles win it by six. Sorry, Giants fans, but keep in mind the line in this game is seven and a half. So that becomes an interesting number if, in fact, you're interested in things like that. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We interrupt this podcast to bring you predictive analytics, point totals for all four divisional round games, and player stat projections for some of the divisional round's biggest stars. It's arithmetic, it's an algorithm, and some next level analytics from Cynthia Freeland. Sin to win, MJ, do the honors, please. All right, first up, we got to talk about the man that LT earlier in the week said he has a bro crush on Saquon Barkley, of course. Will he have more or less than 63 and a half yards? 
It's a real exact quote, by the way. I love that quote, yeah. and he's going to have more. Probably because he heard LT, and he's just going to perform, because if LT told me he had a broke rush on me, I would rush for 72 yards right. and a touchdown in this matchup. I think this one is all about volume, and obviously when you're targeting a team like the Eagles who can rush with just four and get after the quarterback, you're going to want to use clever runs, which is what we've seen Brian Dable do all season long. By the way, he's gone six straight games, including the playoffs, generating positive rushing yards over expected. That is the longest streak of his career. The quads are doing him right. Say quads, he's back, baby. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's head over to the AFC. Sunday, Joe Burrow definitely going to be looking towards Jamar Chase. Will he have more than 83.5 receiving yards? I think he will. I have 91 receiving yards and a touchdown on seven receptions for him. He's actually my top-ranked wide receiver in terms of output for the entire weekend. If you're looking at what's going on with this Bengals O-line, meaning they're 60% different than they were just a few games ago, You have to remember, Jamar Chase in space is the solution to that. And that's what they've figured out this whole season long. It's the way that you keep Joe Burrow smart and not, you know, he's he's taken fewer sacks this season, but it keeps him from, like, bad trouble. Right. Like, medium trouble, okay. But bad trouble, you want to go Jamar Chase in space, 91 receiving yards. Medium trouble. I feel like that's a space where we can navigate. All right, (laughs) over in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes and his bestie, Travis Kelsey, will be putting some work. Will Kelsey have more than 81 and a half receiving yards then? You know, I like it on days when I could say more, 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 more day. 86 yards for him and a touchdown. When I look at Travis Kelsey and then I look at the opportunity against this Jags defense, it's kind of like the best of both worlds, meaning the Jags have shown that they're vulnerable to slot receivers. And you know what? Travis Kelsey likes to line up in the slot. Mm -hmm. But also, we've seen the Chiefs do these interesting disguise formations, putting Kelsey all over the place, out wide, in new places. And it's kind of like an Andy Reid coming off the bye moment here, (laughs) which means there's probably something very special for Travis Kelsey. So there's just absolutely no doubt that the Chiefs will be moving on, right? It's go with the guys that you are tried and true and there's no more tried and true than Travis Kelsey. Cynthia Freeland back with us for the exact numbers for some of these games. Hold on to that image, Cynthia, (laughs) as we figure out if there will be over under 46.5 points in that Cowboys Niners game. I don't know if that big chain is going to sway you. (laughs) I have the 49ers winning this one 25 to 21, which is 46 points, which is just slightly under 46 and a half. Um, We we spare. We're all about details here. His wristband says, do not be afraid. But it should say to pass the or to hand the ball off because there's going to be a lot of runs in this game, which means a slower paced game, which means slightly fewer than 46. And that might be on the other side of it. It is. It's sure. Do not be afraid. Just Let's hand it off. Do what you're, you do. It, do it. Elsewhere in the NFC, we've got Giants and Eagles. You see over under 48 points in this Ooh, match. I have the Eagles winning this one, 28 to 21. That's 49 points, which is more. I think this is going to be a really interesting kind of YOLO situation mm-hmm. with both offenses being able to accurately pass downfield. No Avante Maddox means you could even look at Isaiah Hodgins' touchdown if you wanted to. All right, now we can hop on over to the AFC Bengals. Bills. Let's go over under 49 points in that one. Okay, so I have 28 to 20. Three Bills win this game. That's 51 points, which is more. I think this one could be even higher than that. Wow. These close games, very interesting because like, missing pieces on right. both sides could be a very high-scoring game. Ah, that one has me, I think, the most nervous this weekend. All right, Jaguars, Chiefs, over under 52.5. That sounds like a lot, Sin. It does sound like a lot. I have the Chiefs winning 30 to 22. That's an eight-point win, but it's only 52 total points, so a okay. slightly lower game. The Jags need play action in order yeah. to be absolutely like on point with Trevor Lawrence, which means more running because you got to run to establish play action. So for me, that means a lower scoring than it's just just a little lower, 52 right. instead of 52 and a half. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and with me today, the Friday Picks crew. MJ, Acosta Ruiz, and Adam Rank. Okay, guys, we have two games to go. We don't have a lot of time, so we are going to short shrift these games a little bit, which is a shame because the next game to pick is a very, very difficult game to pick, potentially the hardest game to pick all weekend. Out of the AFC, 3 p.m. Eastern on CBS, it is the Bengals and the Bills from Highmark Stadium in Buffalo. Guys, this one is fascinating. The history just this season alone, just over the past few weeks alone, a game that started but didn't finish, a team that is inspired by their beloved teammate, Damar Hamlin, daily shout out. What up, kid? You are in our thoughts, and we are so glad to hear that you are doing well. 
The bills, of course, inspired by DeMar's recovery, by his rehabilitation, by the fact that he has called them and he has been at the facility. The Bengals, inspired by what they were able to show in the very brief amount of time that we saw that game. Five play drive, they marched right down the field. They were physical as hell and said, we are here to beat you. They are gonna have exactly the same mindset going into this game. There are many reasons to believe that the Bengals will win this game. Adam, I'll start with you on this. This one feels like a gut call to me. What does your gut tell you about how this game is going to go Sunday in Buffalo? Very physical, very high scoring. But again, as I will mention in my hype speech looming, <laughs> a lot of people, for whatever reason, want to pretend that the Bengals are not the defending AFC champions. Right. And it annoys yep. me. Fair enough. And it has been annoying me for the last couple of weeks that they never seem to get that kind of... I think Jacksonville's in that same boat, but... Especially Cincinnati, given their credentials, it feels a little off to me. Let's look at numbers real quickly, MJ. Bill's defense, sixth total defense, second scoring defense. That's a next level, very sharp end of the spear, bend, not break defense. If you are sixth in total defense, but second in scoring defense, they are balanced as hell. They are the second ranked offense in the NFL, the second ranked scoring offense in the NFL, and first in the NFL on third down, which speaks a lot to the steal that is Josh Allen's spine and is his spirit. On the other side of the ball, the Bengals offense, Eighth in the NFL, seventh in scoring. Rushing, however, 29th. A rushing attack that can boast Joe Mixon is Mm. ranked 29th in the NFL. Are they aware that number 28 is on the roster? That remains to be seen. On the other side of the ball, a Bengals defense is ranked 16th total, but sixth scoring. They make it very, very difficult for you to get into the end zone. Before we get your picks, are you ready? Are you ready? Because again, it's Rudy. Part two, the Bengals are now, they have taken a knee. They are ready for the coach they never even realized was on the staff, Adam Rank, to walk in, to march in, and give them the pregame speech that they need. The Rockney-esque, do it for the Gipper. What you got, bud? You ready? I'm ready. What's the, what's the title of this speech? You know, when we look back in history, what's the, it, it's, it's not the Gettysburg Address, but it's the, what is it? What, what are we looking at? The Queen City Mantra. The Queen City Mantra. Are you ready? Here we go, Adam Ring. Take the mic. Listen up, Joe Burrow. This one's for you. Gather around, everybody. It's time once again for a history lesson. With Adam Ring, I'm going to take you to a time long, long ago. Ancient history. Last season's playoffs. Because many of you have conveniently liked to ignore the fact that the Bengals are the AFC champions. You want to omit it like some plot hole, like season one of The Office. But I'm here (laughs) to remind you that the Bengals are that team, winners of nine consecutive games. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and that devastating defense. And while a lot of you want to crown Josh Allen like he's the king of the AFC, I am here to remind you that in the game of chess, the king can only move one space at a time. The queen is free to go wherever he wants. And Joe Burrow led his team to two road wins on the way to the Super Bowl. So before you pop the champagne and give a toast, give some respect to the Bengals from the Queen City because they are the reigning undisputed AFC champions until somebody takes it from them. Who day? Let's hear it. Okay, Adam, brilliant. Uh, well done. Again, uh, again, again. You're good stuff, buddy. You're good stuff. How are you not lightheaded? You really could coach. Okay, let's get the game picks. Who wins this game and how do they do it? Do you believe your own speech? I put it to you again. You think the Bengals are overlooked. You think the Bengals are underrated. You think the Bengals are disrespected. Do you think the Bengals are the winning team in this game on Sunday, Adam Rank? Not only do I believe that the Bengals are going to win this game. I want all the smoke that has been given to the Chargers, that has been given to the Vikings, to be placed on the Buffalo Bills. What? What? Come on! A free pass. I don't like that. All the time. I disagree. I don't like that. All the time. I don't like this one bit. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? We have been hammering Josh Allen for his wastefulness, for giving the ball away. We have been hammering this team. Nobody. Rankster. Holds their feet to the fire. Oh, we do do hold their feet to the fire. When Von Miller went down, we started to ask serious questions of this defense, and yet time and time and time again, 
They let teams in. Steve Smith calls it the hanger-on syndrome. Mm -hmm. They let teams hang around, and yet yeah. they continue to find ways to win, which yeah. is strange to say of a team that talented, but they do. I disagree with you entirely that we have given them a free pass, but I totally respect what you're saying about the Bengals. Again, you have the Bengals winning. Give me that score. I have them winning 31 to 30. 31 to 30, 31 to 30. Adam Rank, for all of his ingenuity and for <laughs> all of his creativity and his rich imagination, is apparently stuck on a single score this weekend. 31 30. I love this. I love this as a game script. I think it's an amazing advertisement yeah. Yeah. for this game. I hope it goes down something like that. I don't have a winner on either side. I kind of want the Bills to win for DeMar Hamlin. But you've got the Bengals winning at 31 30. Very interesting. Okay, MJ, the last word on this game goes to you. Who wins this potentially epic, potentially best game of the NFL playoffs, Bengals versus Bills? Who you got? I'm taking the Bills 28 to 26. And that score is indicative of the respect that I do have for the Bengals, for the gumption that they show, for the grittiness that they show, and beyond that, for the talent that they have. So it's not a knock on the Bengals. It's just that I... I believe a little bit more in the Bills. This was a tough one to pick. It really, really was. But really this is, is the type of matchup that, that we want. But somebody, somebody's got to win it, and I think it's Buffalo. A two-point win for the Bills, says MJ. A one-point win for the Bengals, says Adam. What will history say? We will find out on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. The Bengals and the Bills on CBS. Wow. If you could only watch one game, that would be a minor tragedy. A minor tragedy, but a tragedy nonetheless. But if you could only watch one game, wouldn't it be this one? Of course. Let's turn to the final game of the weekend, the final game of the divisional round. Out of the NFC, 6.30 Eastern Standard Time on Fox. It is the Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers. It's like the 1980s, Adam, all yep. over <laughs> right? Yeah. And the winner of that game goes to the Super Bowl every single time. I don't know that we can say that this time, but I know that we can say this, is that a team that we have given a free pass to are the Dallas Cowboys for the last 26 years because they haven't won anything. This is what Wait I mean by this. This is what I mean by this. They haven't won anything in over a quarter of a century, and we talk about them as if they are the reigning champion every single year. However, don't read my acid as being simply that of a Washington fan and an NFC East hater. No, I don't hate this Cowboys team. I actually really like this Cowboys team, mm -hmm. and I'm rooting for them to play their best football because if they lose to the team that I think is the best team left in the tournament, the San Francisco 49ers. I want them to go down swinging. I want them to go down showing us the very best of who they are on both sides of the ball because I think that if they do that, this could be every bit as epic as the best scenarios you just pointed out for the Bengals and the Bills. That as pretext. What is your mindset, MJ, looking at this particular game? Cowboys and Niners, the diversified Niners, the balanced Niners, they are good on both sides of the ball. And the Cowboys, who you never really know who you're going to get. One day they are world beaters, the next day they are egg beaters. What do you got? What's in your brain on this game? Before, just for clarity and for my brains, and time is a construct and the football season muddies everything. It was just last season where the two of them met in the wild card round and it was that crazy, make sure you give the ball to the ref. That was last, that is, that was that was just last year. That was just last year, right? One calendar okay, great. year ago. Yes. Thank you for Crazy that reminder. You're absolutely I, right. It was nuts. I was looking back in my mind's Rolodex. I can't believe I remembered that. It's not going to go down like that this year. Nope. Absolutely not. I, first of all, the Cowboys for sure will never, ever, ever, ever make that mistake again. How many um, seconds do you need? At least 14. <laughs> right. 13 exactly. is not enough. Let's not yeah. forget that. But I also think... What we saw last week in Tampa from Dak and from that offense, that was the best I've seen Dak in I don't know how long. And I don't think it was a fluke. I don't think it was just a one-time performance. I think he was showing, hey, whatever concerns you had about me, and yes, the numbers were what they were, the picks were what they were, yeah. whatever was plaguing me is gone. Yes. This is the playoffs, and yeah. we're not going down like this. And you so, saw that weight woo! lifted in his face and you in his body language when he ran into the Every end zone. Bit he of was it. a man freed of the shackles of doubt Get in now, there, son. I thought they were mismatched as well because yes. they were supposed to yes, be that Bucks yes, team were. the way that they did. 
that's not going to happen against the 49ers. It is going to be one of the toughest, most physical games I think we've seen all season. These two are going to go at it. I'm excited for this one, maybe even more than I am for that Bills-Bengals match. Um, it's it, it's going to be a good one. I think they've both shown what they can do. And I still think that despite the, I don't know, what are we on now? 10, 11-game win streak on the 49ers? 11-game win streak for the 49ers. People are still looking like, okay, but like, they still have the rookie third string yeah. QB going there. How much longer can they keep this going? This Who true. have they faced? There still have been these questions around the Niners team. Not for me, to be abundantly clear, listener. Right. But people are still doubting them. They, they are. is absolutely right, Adam. There are doubts about this team, and they usually are focused on one of two things. To MJ's point, Brock mm-hmm. Purdy. He was Mr. Irrelevant. At some point, that evaluation may manifest mm-hmm. itself in a moment, a moment of consequence on a third and long, late in a game, on a fourth and in or out kind of right. situation. Mm-hmm. We will see. We'll see. Michael Robinson has hinted at that for the last couple of weeks. Right, it was we pretty will clear. See if that, <laughs> we will see if that comes to fruition. The other thing that people have talked about is their strength of schedule, that they haven't really played anyone. Okay. I don't know that that's fair. We I always hear this from our so. colleagues here yeah. who are former right. players. You play who you play. You're supposed to beat who you're supposed to right. beat. And you try to beat the teams that are supposed to beat you. And they have won 11 straight games. If they win another, it is a franchise all-time record of 12 straight wins. Is it fair to doubt this 49ers team, or is it merely an act of balance that we do that? Because they are so good, we are looking for reasons to believe that this game should and could be better than it might be. We are looking for reasons yeah. at this point. Right. I, honestly, like, we talk about this. We set it up yeah. in meetings. Like, how do you stop this 49ers team? And I always say, I don't mean this as a measure of disrespect, but if I was a defensive coordinator, I would try to rattle the rookie quarterback. Totally. As much as I like him. I yeah. think he's a good player. I yeah. think he might be their quarterback of the future. It's strategy. He is still their least experienced player. And I think when you look at the roster as it is with CMC, Eli Mitchell, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, the guy that I want to go after is Brock Purdy. I want to make that team as one-dimensional as possible, which means stopping the run, which allows your team to pin their ears back. We saw Micah Parsons last week going up against that Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense that was completely one-dimensional. Tom Brady dropped back more than 60 times, which allowed Micah Parsons to go out there and play outside linebacker and get after the quarterback. Now, if San Francisco is able to run the football – Micah Parson needs to play in the middle. Yeah. He becomes a middle linebacker. That is a completely different defense. But at the end of the day, you still want to figure out yeah. a way to rattle the young quarterback. That's what anybody would do. And that's not to say that he can't handle it or that he's not a good player, but that's the way that you would want to attack him. MJ said, it's strategy. You have to have a strategy. you got to have a game plan. What are you going to try to do? You're going to try to rattle the kid. Why? Because that's what Belichick would do. My philosophy, whatever Belichick would do, that's right. what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. And that's exactly what Dan Quinn in this Cowboys defense will try to do. Micah Parsons earlier today was talking about being the underdog, and the kid loves it. You know what a ferocious player, what an eager, hungry player he is, MJ. He cannot wait to get out there. Quick numbers before we get your scores, and then I let you go. Total defense, San Francisco first in the NFL, first in scoring, second against the run. Their offense, fifth in the NFL, sixth in scoring, third in turnovers. On the other side of the ball, the Cowboys have the 11th total offense, but the fourth ranked scoring offense in the NFL. They have the 12th ranked defense and the fifth ranked scoring defense in the NFL. So really where it matters most, the Cowboys are top five on both units. One more number to think about, turnover differential. The teams that keep the ball and take the ball away better than anybody else, well, those are the two teams playing in this game. San Francisco ranked first in the NFL at turnover differential. The Dallas Cowboys ranked second. Mm. Adam, you get the first shot at this one. I'm going to go with the Cow- uh, Cowboys. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Wow, I was like, wow. You Dr. Freud, Dr. Freud, your wife is holding on line three. Right. There's a part of you that wants to pick the Cowboys. Not Real really. quickly, the, the Niners are favored by three and a half in this game, which mm-hmm. is giving respect to a Cowboys team. That's yeah. the odds makers saying this game may be closer than you realize. Yeah. There's a part of your brain that wanted to say Cowboys. In fact, there's a part of your mouth that did. <laughs> Who wins this game and how do they do it? 49ers, 28-17. 28-17. Not, Suddenly not, it's an 11-point gap. First of all, the odds makers 
want to get action on both sides. Yeah. Right. They're not they're not predicting the score of the game. They want They're not here for you. They want a 50-50 <laughs> split yes, of the money yes, and they, they collect the juice. So I I hesitate to give that too much credence, but I will say this. I am not going to be gaslit by what happened last week in Tampa Bay and then all of a sudden be like, "Oh, they've got it settled out." Right. Like when my when I'm about to take my daughter to an Angels game, she is the most well-behaved kid on the planet. She will do nothing wrong. She won't talk back or anything like that. But the second we get home from Angel Stadium, oh, she's a rascal once again. <laughs> That's what the Cowboys are. Very well behaved against an 8-9 and team, immobile quarterback. Now they have to play the San Francisco 49ers. I don't buy it. Adam Rank says that the San Francisco 49ers win this game 28-17. That's an 11-point gap. MJ, who wins this game between the Cowboys, the five-seed, and the 49ers, the two-seed. Who wins it? How do they do it? I have the 49ers winning 21-18. to I went back and forth with my score a little bit because I thought to myself, this could go a couple of different ways. One, the defenses shut everybody down on both defenses, by the way, and we get, like, only field goals and it's, like, a super low-scoring game. Or somebody shows their weakness and we get a crazy lopsided 40-burger to, like, less than double digits. So I went in betweeny because, <laughs> because of, of how this has played out, right? So I figured let, yes. let's stick in the middle but still think it's a tight game. 21-18 is where I landed. Both MJ and Adam agree. The San Francisco 49ers are the better team, and they will prove it on Sunday in the final of four divisional round games. Before we say goodbye, some of you have fantasy entanglements and interests. I happen to have the perfect man here to help you with that. Adam Rank, the purveyor of fantasy hot sauce, has four players for you to consider. Are they obvious choices? Have you met Adam Rank? No, they're not obvious choices. They are wise choices. So you should lean in, listen up, and consider this. A quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end for divisional round weekend, courtesy of Adam Rank. Ad, take the mic. Let's hear it, everybody. I know I got you hyped already. We'll start with a mild but flavorful. Daniel Jones is a great option at quarterback. He was pretty good last week. One of the things that we really love about him is his versatility. Not only is he throwing the football, he is also running the football. We've seen Philadelphia have some trouble with quarterbacks who can run this season. He had 300-plus passing yards last week. He has six total touchdowns in his last two games. We love Daniel Jones, and if you want to get a little if you want to mix it up a little bit, Trevor Lawrence is another available option. Oh, it's coming back to me. Coming back to me. All right, let's get spicy. I like Evan Ingram this week at the tight end position, obviously with a great number of tight ends to choose from this weekend. We got George Kittle playing. We have Travis Kelsey. That's what everybody else is doing. We're going to zig what everybody else is zagging. And Evan Ingram has been one of the most productive tight ends in fantasy football this season. He has caught a lot of touchdown passes. And we think of that... That defense or that 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 offense of the of the Jags is going to be able to move the ball against the Chiefs defense that has allowed 33 touchdown passes to quarterbacks this season. That is the most in the NFL. We want to have as many pieces of that offense as possible. So get Evan Ingram. Oh that was gosh. terrible. All right, I lost. Listen, a little zig, a little right. zag. I like it. Right? Three alarm. Next. Three alarm. Let's Next. talk about Brandon. Ayuk, we talk about the triplets. Remember that, Steve Smith? They talk about the triplets of the San Francisco 49ers. Get up, man, this dude. Exactly. It is disrespectful for the other members of this offense who have gone out there and played so well. Brandon Ayuk has been able to stretch the field. They didn't think that Brock Purdy could throw the football, but he absolutely can. He could get the ball downfield. He is a devastating blocker. He can get into the end zone. So if you need a little... Uh, a little help at the wide receiver position. Go pick up Brandon Ayuk. And finally, that was okay. That was okay. Let's go El Diablo. El Diablo was a little stinger. Let's go with Matt Breida. Now, obviously, everybody loves Saquon Barkley, but Steve Smith brought this to my attention today. Talking about a, a running back that nobody is thinking about, but a guy who needs to be available this week for the Giants to be successful. Matt Breida can be that guy. We saw him break off a couple of nice runs last week. He has been a bigger part of this offense than a lot of people give it credit for. So if you want to get a little savings in your DFS lineup, mm. Matt Breida. I want to thank today's special guests, Adam Rank. 
and MJ Acosta Ruiz, who have made their picks for divisional round weekend. Please watch all four games if you can. They should be wonderful spectacles of the best sport in the best league on planet Earth. Join us on Monday when we recap all four divisional round games and we will take a first look at the best weekend in all of sports, for my money anyway, championship round of the NFL playoffs. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.